Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for allowing us to gather together and just to hear your word and to be in one another's presence and to be in your presence, which is of utmost importance, Father God. I just Thank you for your grace and your mercy that has surrounded us through this entire week. I thank you, Father God, for just every blessing that you've bestowed upon each and every household represented here tonight. As we go forward in this evening, I pray, Heavenly Father, that your Holy Spirit will um, abide with us and that you will speak into um, a tife and just feed her everything that you want her to relate to us and just bless the word as it goes forth and bless this evening and bless your name and thank you for being God. Thank you for just being who you are. In Jesus name, amen. Jesus name, amen. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Um, Just a couple of things to far uh, to faith. In seven years, I will be 70 and I'm gonna be the coolest senior citizen you know. So, you know, you're getting your practice in, your practice in now. (laughs) All righty. Well, as it so happens so very often, you know, the word of God, I believe it's in Proverbs, says that man uh, plans his, his, makes his plans, but God orders his step and steps. And so tonight I was, fully planning on from the very beginning coming to you tonight with a little something, just a fun little message call, promises gone wild, but as it would have it, the Holy Spirit stopped me down and yanked that um, and has me going in another direction. What I want to do, because I see several faces, uh, a few faces, hey, Danielle, there you are, uh, a few faces that and uh, I haven't seen in the past couple of weeks, so just let me um, go very quickly if uh, not very quickly, but just briefly as I can possibly make it. Just a quick review of where we've been the last two Wednesday nights in this series that we're calling Back to Bible Basics. Back to Bible Basics. So what, we, what we've learned so far is that or what we've learned or review for some, because some of this is new information, some of this is just review information. We have um, gone over the fact that the Bible is a reliable historical document. It is a historical document that was written over the course of 1500 years by 40 or more authors on three different continents, that the gospels were written within 20 years of Jesus Christ's resurrection, only two decades after his resurrection were the gospels written and they were written by eyewitnesses um, uh, during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. So this is a reliable collection of historical documents. And when we put the, the 66 books together, they become the Holy Bible. We also learned and talked about the word logos, logos, which is the Greek word for word. We wanted to define what and who the word of God is. So we determined by scripture that 
the term word of God can refer to the spoken word or the utterances of God, but it can also refer to the written or recorded um, accounts of God's utterances, his sayings, uh, more, more importantly, his plans, his purposes, his commandments, his reports, his thoughts, his promises, his revelations. That is logos. That is the word of God. That is what I call the what. This is what it is. The, the revelation of God um, that we know as scriptures and we call the Holy Bible. And scripture is God's way of, it's sort of like his way of saying, come, come, come mankind, let's reason together. Let me share my heart with you, mankind. Let me share my plans for you, mankind. And so what an amazing thing is that we can literally hold in our hands his plans, his purposes, everything that he thinks about us, every reason, every rationale he ever had for creating us, why he wants us, because he wants us, he chose us, he chooses us. And so this Bible, this book, this collection of historical documents is a recording of that. So that's the what, the who, the who, the word of God or the logos, that's also a who, is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is also called the word of God. He is the embodiment. It says in first John, uh, excuse me, John 1, 1 says that, that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. We're talking about Jesus. Yes. Huh? Hallelujah. Hey, that, and so Jesus came to, came to earth in a fleshly shell. He came as man. The word in John also says he came to earth and he dwelt among us as a man in flesh. But he was the he was and is the embodiment of God's word. He is the fulfillment. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of God's word. Amen. And so we also briefly talked about Rhema. And I want to say that I had a, a, a few conversations this week that made me so happy because people reached out with questions. And I love that, I love that. I said in the beginning on our first week of this, of this study that I want us to reason together. I want to hear questions. I don't want anybody to walk away from these nights kind of like confused about anything. And so I'm going a lot slower than I would have gone because I wanna make sure that we are all on one accord. In fact, one of the purposes of the, the purpose of this study is to ensure that we're on one accord about the fundamentals, uh, the fundamental understanding of, of the role of scripture. I want us to be on one accord in understanding, the, you know, the fundamental understanding of the role scripture plays in our lives, in our walk, so that we can be equipped. There's, we, we talked about the first week, how the world is, 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 is imploding at, before us. And mankind is now seeking and reaching and looking for hope. And we have that hope, that hope lives inside of us. People who are gonna start coming to us. There's gonna be opportunities, Farah, excuse me, Faith, for you to, 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 to share the gospel, just like uh, Faith did, share the gospel. Uh, with people. They're going to ask questions. And so uh, the word tells us in 2 Timothy 
uh, uh, Peter 3.15, that we need to be always be ready, always be ready to give uh, a defense, if you will, of, of the hope and be able to share and explain this hope that we have in us. And so it's incumbent upon us to have a clear understanding of how to wield this sword that we call a Bible. So we talked also, we talked about Logos and then we talked about Rhema. Now Rhema is another term for word of God. And this is something that I was talking to somebody about and we were just reasoning together about a definitive uh, a definitive definition. And so this is what I, what I gleaned from Romans 10, 17, which says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, in Romans 10, 17, word of God is rhema. So faith comes by rhema. It comes by physically hearing the message, physically hearing the message. And by the way, in Romans 10, it's Paul giving a charge to apostles and others to preach and to teach the gospel. That's the context. But out of that, we get the truth that it's the rhema word of God that instills faith in us. And it's only by hearing the rhema or hearing the message that faith is built. And so the each and every one of you at least one time in your life have had an experience with rhema word. Doing, can anybody tell me what it is? And it's all the same, it's the same for probably everybody on this screen. Anybody wanna take a shot at it? No, I don't see any hands. Can okay. you repeat the question again, Pastor Tife? Absolutely, sorry. absolutely. Each and every one of us on this screen, and let me uh, do an addendum to that, who calls, calls ourselves a, self, a believer, a follower of Christ, we have all had an experience with rhema, and it's the same rhema. Pastor Kai, I see your hand. Is that is that you? you want the answer? When we all got saved? Yeah, I was saying. Oh, thank you, Kai. We all got saved. We all got the rhema. We heard somewhere along the message about Jesus Christ and his saving grace of Jesus Christ. And we believed it. And that was Rhema. So please, I'll also say that Rhema doesn't necessarily come in a form of a scripture. I had a Rhema word come at me the other day um, through the spirit, which was just two words. And that sucker knocked me out. But I could tell that it definitely was a message. Um, so it brings us back to the importance of why it's in it's important to be prepared to share with people the reason for our hope. How will they know if we don't tell them? How will, we, how will they know about the saving grace of Jesus Christ and God's plan for mankind if we don't tell them? Faith comes by hearing. They must hear it. They have to hear that faith instilling word, the message that God sends by his command. So I used this example last week from Luke 23, um, the book of uh, Luke 23, 42 and 43, where it's the, you can read it out at your own leisure if you didn't, if you don't know it, but it's the day of the crucifixion and Jesus is on the cross and he's flanked by two uh, thieves. And one of the thieves said to him, you know, when you come into your, your kingdom, would you remember me? 
And Jesus turned to him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. And so the thief spoke the word of God, the what? Somehow he has some knowledge about the kingdom. Don't know where he got it, when he got it, but he had some knowledge. And he spoke about the kingdom to, he spoke about the kingdom to uh, the word of God, uh, of the word of God. He spoke of the word of God about the kingdom to the word of God, Jesus Christ. And as a result, he got rhema. He got rhema, word of God, when he was told, today you will be with me. He got a message that instilled faith. That man died knowing, having faith that he would be with Jesus Christ from that day on. And that's that's how rhema works. Think about the... Um, Think about the, the, the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. How many of you know that story? Wave at me. He's crippled and he's like, yeah, they steer the water before I can get in it. Da, 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 da. And Jesus said, you know, you know what? Get up, pick up your mat and walk. Rhema, it instilled faith in him. That was a self-contained message. Get up, that's your message. Get up, <laughs> pick up your mat and walk. And he did. That Rama instilled faith in him, and he was able to walk. Uh, Paul asked this question in Galatians three. He asked, "Did God save you because of your works, or because of what you heard and believed?" So you have to ask yourself that. If there's any question, if you think, if you or if someone you know thinks that they're saved because they go to church every Sunday, because they read their Bible, because they pray, because, you know, you know, they don't cuss and I don't watch dirty movies anymore. And it, it is, so that's, that's how I know I'm saved. No, you're saved because you heard the message. You heard the rhema and you believe the rhema. If you think about, think about this man was a thief. He was a criminal. He, didn't, he was dying. He had no time to do no good works but he believed and that's what saved him. The rhema, the rhema gave him the faith. We also talked about uh, the past couple of weeks, what the scriptures are not. The scriptures are not uh, incantations or mantras to be repeated over and over. You know, I'm gonna say this scripture for every day for 31 days. I'm, you know, the, what was that famous one? Jabez prayer. I got so sick of people with that Jabez prayer. I'm still waiting for some, some people like, did you get your tent enlarged yet? You know, so people buying books and whatnot and, and repeating the Jabez prayer. Oh, God is going to enlarge my tent. So did you get your tent yet? It's not an incantation. It is not a mantra. It's not magic. It's not something that works just because you say it. Um, the word of God, the scriptures is not to be played with. It's not to be ignored. It's not to be neglected or treated casually. We talked about that. I'm going to add to that list. It's not to be treated casually or neglected. It's not to be misappropriated. This is an important one, particularly in the, social, in the age of, of social media, where people we have to be aware of people who mix scripture and sacred texts and, and pop culture sayings and cliches and create this kind of pop culture psychology, but people get thrown because there's a scripture in it. We have to be very, very, don't let, don't let, don't let us be among those who allow blessing and cursing to come out of our mouths at the same time 
because we're falling for the okie doke for these really cool sayings that, that make you feel good about your situation in the moment, but there's no power because there's no rhema. It's not sent, rhema is sent by God's command. Let's, let's give it that de definition. Let's distill it down even more. Rhema is a message that is sent by God's command, period. And if it's not sent by God, it ain't gonna do nothing for you but waste your time. We also learned what the Bible is. It's powerful and it is living. Hebrews 4 tells us, 4.12, tells us that it's, it's a living and powerful thing that's like a sword that's, that's sharp, that can cut through uh, 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 it says it can divide between the, 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 the joints and marrows and then the, the, the spirit and the soul are, as we talked about last week, the soul fights against the spirit. Our spirit has been renewed. The Holy spirit dwells in us talking to believers. Now the Holy spirit dwells in us, but our soul is flesh, our emotions, our thoughts, all of that stuff is constantly battling our, our, um, our spirit or trying to attack it. I've called it, it the soul an assassin is trying to assassinate our spirit. But, but the, the word of God, the word of God is like a hollow point, a hollow point uh, bullet that when it enters, it doesn't go straight through, it shatters. And I wanna thank Sergio again for last week giving me that, that name, a hollow point bullet, if you're familiar. Once it enters its target, it shatters and destroys everything in it. So when we take this word and we apply it, when we apply it to those areas in our soul where we're struggling, um, that word has the power. It has the power to go in and, and correct our soul and, 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 and tap our soul down and, and, and kill our soul. That's how we die to ourselves daily. Our souls, we have to kill our souls every, every, every day. How do we do that? With the word of God. Y'all still with me? We good, just not love it, great. Um, we also said that the word of God is eternal, that it does not pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, God says, Jesus said, will never pass away in Matthew 24, 35. And also the word is perfect and it's true. I love what Pastor Kai said, Apostle Kai said last week, it is truth and it is true. That's what makes it powerful. It is truth and it is true. The word tells us, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth is what makes you free. The truth is what sets you free. The word of God is truth and it is true. It is perfect and it's true. Psalm 33, four through 19. Psalm 33, four through 19, if you're taking notes. So that brings me to, that's a review of where we've been over the last two weeks which brings me to where we're going tonight. And like I said, the, the, the message or the, the lesson that I was going to bring, Holy Spirit, yeah, said no. Uh, so I'm just gonna be obedient. Turn with me in your bibliotecas to the book of Acts. I'm gonna need some Rita's tonight.
Book of Acts, chapter 8, verse, this is how fresh it is. I'm like, this is how fresh it came down. It's one of those, Pastor Kai is one of those shower moments. Like, yeah, you're not doing what you thought you was doing. So here we go. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read. This is the account, for those of you who may be familiar, of the Apostle Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, I'm gonna read this passage and then I'm gonna come back and break down uh, these passages, these verses. Here's the word I want, the watchword for tonight. As I read, observation, observation. Because again, we're learning how to rightly divide this word, the word of truth, right? I mean, handle it accurately. And in order to handle the word of God accurately, we're talking about the written word of God. We have to have, to have keen powers of observation when we read it. Um, so I'm gonna begin reading at verse 28 of Acts 8, excuse me, 26 of Acts 8. I am reading from the New King James Bible, which is the official Bible of Pastor T. Faye Griffin. Uh, I love this version, this translation. So Acts 8, 26 reads thusly. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he rose and he went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Let's make some observations. We're gonna stop right there for a moment and make some observations. Now in verse 26, now an angel of the Lord spoke. Does anybody know what an angel of the Lord is or who an angel of the Lord is? Just go ahead and unmute yourself and shout it out if you know. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say sent directly on assignment from God. I'll buy it. I'll take it. So the observation is what? That the angel of the Lord was sent on direct assignment from God to speak to Philip. Okay, good. So thank you, Malcolm, Minister Malcolm. Thank you. So we notice now that that clearly there's something supernatural happening here. Doesn't sound like Philip was thrown by it all. So he went, he rose and he went. He didn't question it. He didn't ask a lot of questions. He just obeyed. The man from Ethiopia, verse 27, of great authority, had charge over all of her treasury 
had come to Jerusalem for worship. Unless you cross-reference this, you would know that he was coming into Jerusalem for a festival, a, a Jewish festival. Verse 28, and he was returning and he was sitting in his chariot and he was reading Isaiah the, prop, uh, Isaiah the prophet. Verse 28, he was returning, sitting in his chariot and he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Observations just from verse 28, based on what you know about the Bible and the scriptures. Anybody wanna take a venture? So what we know about, what, what do we know about, what do we know about the scriptures historically? Did everybody have a copy of this at their house? No. So can we can we agree? I didn't hear the question. I apologize. I'm working and I'm I'm only hearing anybody, but I'm, I apologize. No worries. Okay. No worries, Daphne. You don't. I know you're working. Any and if anybody else is, has is splitting their, you know, have to split your focus. Not to worry. You know. Um, so let me let me help you out a little bit with this. So he's sitting in his chariot, which establishes again that he's, you know, he's a man of he's a man of means. He's got a great job. He works directly for the the queen of the Ethiopians. By the way, he's a eunuch. Anybody know what a eunuch is? Come on, Pastor Shea. Come on, theologian. A <laughs> uh, eunuch is someone that attends to the concubines of the king. So he does, he's missing some pieces. He's missing some pieces. And sometimes no those pieces are voluntarily given away um, for time. whatever for, for whatever reason. <laughs> so the word tells us that some, some, some eunuchs are born that way. Some are voluntarily, some have man take their man, their manhood, I'm air quoting gentlemen, their manhood away. So here's this, here's this eunuch who works for the queen He's reading a probably a very valuable, rare scroll of the prophet Isaiah. What else would that tell me about this man other than his job or what would this tell me about his relationship to the word, to scripture? That he has a relationship with scripture, that he's taking the time to go through the scrolls, which were not easy to come by back then. Okay. Or certainly that he has a respect for the word. He has a relationship with the, with the word. He has, he has a respect for it. Those are good. Those are good. Let's keep going. Verse 29, then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, this is Philip saying, do you understand what you're reading. And he, the eunuch says, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Let's stop right there. Observation, observation on 30 and 31. I'd say that he has a willingness to learn a willingness to learn, good. Maybe a little prejudgment from uh, Philip. 
little prejudgment? How do you ascertain that? Um, that he just assumed that he did not understand what he was reading. Okay. Gotcha. I'll buy it. Anybody else? Um, I'm going to say that he maybe didn't have a relationship with the word, um, but wanted to learn more about it. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're saying just because he's read, just because someone's reading it doesn't mean they have a relationship. That's good. Yeah, no, because it talks about in another scripture how the word can be veiled mm -hmm. unless you have the Holy Spirit to reveal it. I know after Christ. Right. And this was after Christ. This yeah. was after Christ. That's good. That's good. So we're saying then that here's this man with this valuable thing in his hand and he's reading it, but he doesn't understand it. So God sends, apparently commands through this angel of this messenger of the Lord for Philip to go. Now here's something that I noticed. If you think about the stars today, think about the uppity ones, you know, the sedity ones, the ones that treat their fans bad and all of that. How interesting is it that this very wealthy man probably asked Philip to come. Now, Philip has been on the road. Remember up in, in back in uh, 26, he says, arise and go south on the road. This is desert. So Philip probably shows up. He's all filthy and dirty and funky and his sandals are all dirty and whatever. But this wealthy man invites him to come up into his chariot. Here's my observation, and then I wanna hear yours. My observation is don't let don't judge a book by its cover. When it comes to someone bringing you a message from the Lord or a word, don't judge the book by its cover, okay? Because you wouldn't want someone to judge you by how you look or how you appear. I mean, I, I would imagine most of the apostles were kind of a scruffy, scruffy lot. You know, they were on the road, traveling the bottom of boats and whatnot and sleeping on decks and stuff. So I'm, I'm sure they were probably, probably a little scruffy road. But I find it really interesting that this man said, come and sit with me, which says to me he wanted he may not have, like you just said, uh, Evangelist Ty, he may not have had a relationship, but he wanted it. He wanted to learn more. Moving on. We're gonna wrap this up really, really soon here. Anybody have fun except me? I'm just, you know, this is what I do. This is what I, this is how I do the word, okay? So just thought I'd give you a little, little insight. I see you, Danny. Thank you, ma'am. All right. So he says, you know, how can, in verse 31, how can I understand unless somebody guides me and then he invites Philip uh, 32. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was, he was led, and anytime, by the way, I don't know what your Bible looks like, but in my Bible, whenever you see something go into italics, it probably came from the Old Testament. 
And so verse 32 says, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb silent before its shearer. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation for his life is taken from earth? So in verse 34, so the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask of you, of whom does the prophet say, uh, uh, say this, of himself or of some other man? Observations. They're reading, reading through. There seems to be an excitement and an urgency in the eunuch's um, request that when I hear the please tell me, he seems to be really engaged and wanting to, to really understand what this word is telling him, who yes. this person is. Good observation. What else? I see you, Pastor Kai. I'm sorry, my hand was up a little bit further and then if I can bring it to here. Um, one of the observations, and I love how you said, don't judge a book by its cover. I think the other uh, aspect that I observe is what many of us do is we hold the book, but don't hold the knowledge. Woo, come and, on. Right, and so here he has a book filled with knowledge, but he does not hold the knowledge that is within that book. The other thing that I love is that he, he literally says, how can I know unless I'm taught, right? And so he understands the important of being taught, but also of a messenger being sent, mm -hmm. right? And then, yeah. I mean, you can, there's so many scriptures that correlate, right? How will they know unless one is sent, right? How will they know unless one preaches, right? And right. then we move forward and here now understanding, because now there's a, not only a revelation of this this encounter with Philip, but there's a revelation that Philip belongs to the one in which he desires to know. Yes, he's so the please is now he recognizes Philip's position in God, and now he's ready to learn from him. That's good, and that's exactly very good. Thank you, and that's exactly what what I was saying earlier is that the world will know us. They will know us. They'll know us by our love. They will know us. I'm talking about Kehal. They will know us. They will identify us as his and they will ask and they will ask. The other thing that, that may be worth, um, well, definitely worth acknowledging here is that this particular passage that he was reading in Isaiah, he's, I see you, Danny. He's is talking about a, it is a prophecy, it's part of a prophecy. And it's talking about who? Jesus. Talking about a lamb, silent before his shearer. This is, this is, a, this is what's called a, a, um, a shadow or foreshadowing. This is a foreshadowing of the death that Jesus, Jesus Christ was going to, to suffer, his humiliation. So he's reading about Jesus. Remember I said earlier on, those who've been on for a couple of weeks that Jesus does appear in the Old Testament. He, he appears as a type or a shadow or a figure or in prophecy. He's all throughout the Old Testament. And here, unbeknownst to, me, unbeknownst to this eunuch, he is reading about the one 
who is the hope that Philip is about to bring to him. Go ahead, Danny. Um, yeah, uh, first, first I had, um, had something about the other one uh, when I had my hand up earlier. I just like the way that um, Philip uh, kind of gave a soft approach. He didn't um, humiliate him for knowing that the guy didn't understand. He So he asked him, like, do you understand what you're reading? Instead of, um, that could have, it, it could have been insulting. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I didn't get a chance to hear what you said after, or the scriptures that you read after that. I'm sorry. That's okay. For the second one. That's okay because this this will this will be on uh, Minister Malcolm. We'll see to it that this gets loaded up, and you can go back and 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 go over that again. But yeah, that's a great point because in preparing to rightly divide the word and share the word accurately with people, there can be a tendency, I know, and my sister will tell you, I know that I struggle with wanting so desperately for people to get it, that I may come on a little strong. And so I like that, what you said, that soft approach. And that's, that's, that's kind of just what love should be. We should, we should give an answer, give, give an answer to people with a sense of humility and gentleness, uh, especially the harder they are. The heart, you know, the more resistant they are, the softer are, we should be, and the more compassion we should have for them when we are delivering um, the gospel and sharing the gospel. We should be always hum uh, hum humble and respectful and just gentle and tender, tender hearted with people. Good point, Danny. Miss Tardy, I see you, Fezzo. Where are you at? Because, so I'm trying to get comfortable with this, with Rhea and logos in, in the instant that philip is talking to this eunuch is he is the eunuch receiving Rhea Rhea at that time rama 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 he will as we read on you right on track right now oh. right now they're just do, this is just straight word of god this is just straight he's reading he is reading the written or recorded word of god is what he's reading in the book of isaiah so let's 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 that's a good good question okay. anybody else i don't want to move miss anybody before i move on because i i think you're going to see the rhema very clearly when the rhema happens okay so let's move on we're almost at the end um so so the eunuch answered philip and he asked you know whom whom does the prophet uh say this is, is it, is he, is the prophet, is Isaiah talking about himself or he's talking about another man, some other man. And then verse 35, then, then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Then Philip opened his mouth. I don't know. My observation is what was happening was the guy toddling, talking, 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 and then finally Philip got a moment to, but he says, then Philip opened his mouth and began uh, at this particular scripture, preached Jesus. He told the eunuch who this lamb that was silent, that was led to his death, that was had his justice taken away. He began to tell him 
that that was a prophecy and that prophecy was fulfilled by Jesus Christ. And then verse 36, it says, now as they went, so now as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? 37, then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Rhema, he believed it. Philip preached it to him. He believed it, he understood, Cuzzo. He got rhema. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. He heard the message commanded by God, sent to him in that moment. And he made his confession. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. You've got mail. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I, I forgot to silence my phone. I get choked up when I read that passage, uh, that verse 37, when he, he has his confession of faith, because we're going to meet him one day, guys. How cool is that? We're going to meet the, the, the Ethiopian unit. Unit. Did I say unit? Okay. You know what I'm saying? eunuch that that wows me the other thing that wows me is that salvation is just that simple believe believe but they cannot believe they won't have an opportunity to believe if we don't tell them i know for a lot of us reading the Bible is done out of habit, it's out of ritual, it's out of obligation. And there's so many other observations that could come out of this, but in the, in the interest of time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. But um, all I can say is don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. That eunuch was not afraid, he was not ashamed to say, yeah, I don't get it. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for help. And I love how Philip with his humility and accuracy and gentleness um, and his readiness. He didn't ask any questions. He just went to give a reason for the hope that was in him. Tardy, I see your hand still raised. Uh, yes. Um, so modern day, as you're teaching us tonight, are we receiving Rama? Only you can answer that. Okay. It comes so, to you. It comes to, it's not anything. I'm giving you the word. And if you're hearing it and receiving it and it's resonating and God and Holy Spirit is speaking to you something specific about it. Okay. That resonates and you're just like, yeah, you got rhema. Okay. But it's not something that I said, tonight I'm going to preach a rhema word. Yeah, it don't, it don't work like that. And okay. I'll stand, as always, I'll, I say, I will stand corrected 
if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong. Good okay. question. Any other questions? Apostle Kai is raising her hand. Okay. I know I, I, I'm really slow on when it's two okay. screens. Yes, ma'am. It's okay. I wanted to just um, piggyback off of what you were saying, um, you know, just so there's clarity that um, we don't confuse, right? That the rhema is only found in the word of God, right? In the sense of where you were saying, right? There's a message that we just read, right, Ms. Tardia? And there are moments where you've heard different ones of us preach from the word of God. And then God himself through the power of the Holy Spirit moves something or speaks something beyond that to your heart or your soul, right? That's where conviction comes in. Maybe one word that he highlights out of that that then causes you to go, wait a minute, right? And so Rhema is not just what is written in the page, it is what is said beyond the page. Right. Uh, if that gives a, a clearer understanding yeah, right? yeah. So it's what's beyond right and so um the the that we have 66 books we ain't going to talk about the rest of them. we have 66 books <laughs> in the bible right? right but after the book of revelation is over god is still speaking to his sons and daughters and so the inspired word of god the word that god is depositing in each and every one of our hearts and our spirits and our soul is the rhema and so from the written the uttered word of god right we see that even tonight there will be something for each of you that is rhema from this teaching oh okay that i get okay, okay. yeah okay. so uh, it, it's what is beyond the written Right. But what we know, just like we know with the written word, God always confirms his rhema with his written. Yes, 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 yes. Please understand that. Right. And so um, they are in unity with one another. You will never get a rhema word of God that's like, go and rob your brother. <laughs> right. Like that, that, that ain't the Lord. <laughs> right. It will always be an agreement where God may say, now go and apologize to your brother, right? Because you've heard a word on forgiveness, right? In the Bible, if we're looking in the Beatitudes, right? If we're there and we begin to speak on forgiveness, right? Then God then pricks your heart through the Holy Spirit to say, hey, now move over there and forgive. Right. So I hope that that might give a little bit more, more understanding, Ms. Tardia. Yeah, because, okay. Because when I was at the um, at the merge, the yeah. gathering, I heard something. And prior to us getting there, I'm just going to share this, Harriet. We had a quarrel, Harriet and I. Mm -hmm. And I felt something to make me go over to her. Yep. And hug her and apologize for the quarrel. Mm -hmm. That was my rhema. That right? was your rhema. Absolutely. Okay. That was your rhema. Yes. That's a beautiful example. That's a beautiful example. And the more and, and it's important that we lean into the rhema. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. important that when Holy Spirit pricks or convicts or tugs at your heart or your soul, that we're tuning in because it is what he desires, right? To, for us to move into, to hear, to receive. And sometimes it is not to just to reconcile with someone else. A lot of times it's to re reconcile to him. 
mm-hmm. right? It's to deepen you. It's to it's for pruning. It's for correction, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's beautiful that when we lean into the rhema of God, what you did was then live out the word of God that says, right, that we are to live how pleasant it is, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is you give credence, right, to the to the logos of God by moving in the rhema that you felt and heard from God. And that then released another level of faith in you, right? Because it's impossible to please God without faith. So if you had not heard that in your spirit, right, and moved out in faith, these quarrels that we have couldn't remain because we're too stubborn or we're too, you know, prideful. But when mm-hmm. God moves in the rhema, we've got to move in obedience. Okay. That's good. That's good. And and the other thing that I was thinking, uh, Kazo, is that when we were talking about what the word of God is not, remember I said it is not to be ignored. So when you as as Pastor Kai just said, when you get a rhema word, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. You'll it's because it'll keep coming back until you got a hard head, a stiff, a hard head, stiff neck, whatever. But until I'm obedient. You'll have to, yeah, you'll have to deal with it at some point. So you might as well cut yourself some slack and just no matter how hard it is to be able to obey it. And get it and get it over. I saw Danny's hand and then Minister Malcolm. I was just um, listening to um, as you went through the scriptures how um, every question from the moment Philip approached him led up to what was that him being baptized. So it was uh I don't know, it just reminded me of the scripture that says that no man can be, um, what is it, drawn, no man can come unless they're drawn by the Father. And so with every question, it was like, I might be quoting it wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, With every question, it was that the eunuch had, even though it was a question, he was was being drawn to believe more with every question because we don't question things that we're not thinking about or that we don't have a desire to know about or, you know, and it was like his, his desire increased with every question mm. in the moment of baptism. So that's, mm. I'll just, that's I good. forgot what else I had about that. That was all. Be that's quiet. good. That's good. Minister Malcolm. Yeah. Um, First of all, just again, thank you, Pastor Tifa. I just I'm loving this 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 depth of where we're going um, in our study. Um, you know, we were in leadership. I want to say about two or three weeks ago, and I just an observation that my wife, Minister Janetta, just reminded me of is, you know, um, that I saw in Philip was he asked questions. There wasn't an assumption about the eunuch and where he was. And I know that probably contradicts what I said earlier, but I was just sort of answering to your question. But he he said, do you understand? Mm-hmm. And Pastor Apostle Kai had 
sort of taught us in leadership about first, like not making assumptions when you're ministering or, or coming before people that you have to ask questions because you'll assume they know the Bible. You'll assume that they know who God is. You'll assume they know what Jesus is. You'll assume they know what how to pray. And so the fact that Philip says, do you understand what you read? Mm -hmm. It helped to open the door to the ministry of what he was about to do and then also uh lastly um just to obedience that philip was not hesitant when the holy spirit spoke it was so immediate and it just reminds us how when the holy spirit moves it could be the difference between somebody's salvation or not so i just i yeah yeah, yeah. that's good that's good and i did not greet you uh minister Janetta. Good evening, joyful one, love you. Good, good, good. Good evening, Yvette. Um, anyone else, any other questions? We're, we're a little past the hour, Pastor Shea. I see. Oh, after her, me. Oh yes, and, and Daphne. Everybody, you wanna go first? I, I can, it's, it's very, I, I, I appreciate you, sister. Um. <laughs> So um, I'm, I'm actually just sitting here and I'm actually just like taking it all in, um, learning more about what Rhema is, not having a closed mind. Um, I love um, how it was broken down for uh, Tardia because, um, you know, I, I was taught um, just what you've been teaching, but also like Rama is that aha moment where it comes alive and you can see the word, not just, you know, it, it just comes up off the page and it, it comes alive in you. However, I, I absolutely um, am now receiving, it's also could be conviction of Holy Spirit. A aha moment like I need to go make right that wrong and be obedient to nudging of Holy Spirit um the moving of Holy Spirit in that moment so that was really really good and I'm 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 look I'm doing what you said you don't like my uh uh Jabez my tent is being enlarged you know the territory the cords is stretching so <laughs> Yeah, but did you spend spend 45 days repeating it three times a day? That's that's what no ma'am. No ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know something, I was getting ready to say, I apologize if I offended anybody who has prayed the prayer of Jabez, but you know what? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I yeah. We have to be careful of these trendy, you know, trendy things. It was a trendy thing to do to pray the prayer of Jabez and buy the journal and get the tapes and the t-shirt and, and all of that. It just, I don't apologize. I don't apologize for that. Anybody else? I'm gonna pray us out. I'll, uh, is that a finger, a thumb, Apostle Kai? Just, no, she's just in frame. Real quick, I wanted to uh, just. Oh, okay. uh, sorry. You're okay. You're okay. I just wanted to. I just love the humility that's in this passage. Mm. Um, how, like, both men understood that uh, 
man's understanding has limitations. And the fact that the Ethiopian was willing to learn because he knew he had limitations and the fact that Philip didn't judge him because his understanding had limitations was like really like, I, I just love, I love going through the word like this. I really do. So, and, and it just reminds like, you know, just a awesome reminder that we are not above one another and that we are all standing along the side of one another and occasionally in the back just in case one of us fall you know to keep us up but humility is how the word is received so i love it i love it humility is is strength it it takes strong it takes a strong person to be to be and to remain humble it is it is a, a sign of strength well i'm just going to pray lord i i i i pray that all who hear and who heard and who read tonight understand I pray that they will allow your word to dwell uh, in them richly, that it, will, that it will fall on good soil, rich soil, and that it will sprout and grow, that it will become strong pillars in their spirit where Rhema can just blossom and grow in them. Um, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word, to share you, Jesus, the word, to share you, Holy Spirit, the guide and the comforter as we try to follow, live, and do the word. I thank you. And now I borrow words from Jude who said, now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present ourselves faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to our God, our savior, who alone, who alone, who alone is wise. Be all glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.